It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be with you today. I love power. I love my unshakable faith in Jesus. I love to walk out of my house each and every morning knowing that I am okay with Jesus. I am. And so are you if you are a believer in Christ. But unfortunately, people, we don't have enough churches. We don't have enough preachers telling you, reminding you of your identification with Jesus, who you are. You are holy, righteous, blameless. The Apostle Paul said that you and I, Christians, are complete in Christ. We lack nothing to live a godly life bearing much fruit. I will go into that in a few more minutes in my monologue, but today my guest, man, I love this lady, Janet Perez Eccles. Her story, wow. She is going to share her firsthand experience of Jesus' victorious living in her life despite trauma and adversity. She has a book out, and we are so glad to talk to her today about this book. And and Janet, the book is called Now I See How God's Amazing Grace Transforms the Deepest Pain to Shining Joy. Janet, I love your story. You know, when you read the subtitle, The Deepest Pain, I think, Ron, today so many people are going through those episodes, dark times, gloomy times, the world is a mess, and they're wondering, where do we go from here? And I think my story, Ron, I'm hoping is one that would give people the new side of darkness, the new side of adversity, because I found that to be true in my life when I was 30. A disease of the retina took my sight completely. It was a matter of 18 months, and it started closing in from the sides at first. It's called retinitis pigmentosa. And I, at the beginning, was kind of concerned. I'm thinking, what is going on? And of course, the ophthalmologist specialist all said there's no cure. There's no treatment, no surgery. There's absolutely nothing. But I thought, no, I still have a little bit of sight. But then uh, 18 months later, my vision closed in completely, and I was horrified because that meant I'd be blind the rest of my life. And at 30, 31, I was just beginning my life. My little boys were three, five, and seven years old. I had a loving husband, I thought. And all of a sudden, here I am facing the rest of my life in darkness. And my husband couldn't take that. That episode, it was traumatic for him, I imagine. And he came home one day and told me that he found somebody else. So that physical darkness turned into an emotional darkness, feeling rejected, thinking, now what's going to happen to me, to my little boys? I was pretty much devastated. And, of course, I think some of you listeners might identify that when things go so wrong, so unexpectedly, so out of your control, you begin to think, why me? You know, self-pity sets in. And you wonder, where is God? Why has he abandoned me like this? What did I do to deserve this? I used to think that too. Um, I wondered, you know, what 
did I commit so many sins? Because I grew up Catholic, so I was thinking, what kind of sin do I have to be punished this way? But something beautiful happened, Ron. In the midst of my desperation, a friend invited me to a Christian church. And I thought, wait a minute, I'm Catholic. I can't go to a Christian church. That's not that's not right. That's against our doctrine. But I was so desperate for healing because she said they would be having a healing service. So then I put aside on my on my Catholic limitations and boundaries and I went with her and they prayed for me, but nothing happened. No healing. I was still blind, completely blind, no shadows, no colors. I saw absolutely nothing. I still don't. But what did happen was something totally amazing that changed everything for me. It was a, a verse in the Bible that they read. It said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added on to you. And I thought, what is he saying? Seek him first. Well, I was seeking first. I wanted to see again. I wanted to be normal again. I wanted my husband to love me. I wanted to be a mommy to my little boys. But God was, God was saying, see me first. What I did is I cried. I did it in my heart. I said, how does one seek you? I had no clue. I told him, I don't know how to do that. But show me how to do it. And he did. A friend of mine gave me a Bible, an audio. And I began to listen to God's word. Now, I'm sure a lot of you listeners read the Bible, or maybe they don't. But to me, the Bible seemed to be like an overwhelming type of book. I didn't understand it. I didn't know what to, what to grasp, how to go about it. But when I began to read it, and with my heart that was so empty, so desperate, so longing for answers, his word came alive. And it made sense. And it was like it was like he was writing it just for me. And the book of Psalms, when he says, my word will be a lamp to your feet and a light for your path. I thought, I stopped and I held my breath. And I said, oh, how? Does he know that's what I need? I need somebody to guide me. I need somebody to, to, to take me step by step in this dark world. And you know what else I did, Ron? Whatever I read, I believed it. When I read that God has a plan for us, plan to prosper us, not to harm us, but to plans to give us, give us hope in the future, I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to believe you. I don't know what that future looks like for me. I don't know what would become of me. And my blindness, and my blindness, and my marriage is falling apart. But I'm going to hang on to your promise, and I'm going to hope in you, and I'm going to believe that you, the future you have for me, is going to be good. I don't know how it could be, but I'm going to believe it. And oh, I'm here to tell you, Ron, he did exactly that. Wow. Um, he healed my marriage. He opened up the doors for me to become an service Spanish interpreter an award-winning Spanish interpreter to become an author, a speaker, uh, traveling internationally. And then I looked back, Ron, and you know what I remembered? I remember what he said. If you seek God first, all these things shall be added unto you. Well, he did. Decades now that I've been without sight, I see how he just keeps adding them. Wow. (laughs) And I don't know, my cup overflows, right? So, you know, my blindness, it turned out to be a blessing. So I was going to ask you, do you think if you wouldn't have lost your eyesight, do you think you would be where you are today? You know, Ron, that is an excellent question. I wish more people would ask that because that's so important. Before I lost my sight, I was a go-getter, focused on what I needed to do. 
plans for my life, vacations, the cars we drove, the house we lived in, um, you know, social settings, the designer clothes, all the things of the world. But you know what? Pretty much I had it all when I was sighted. My husband had a great job. We built a beautiful two-story home. I could stay home with my little boys. We were doing financially well. My boys were healthy. They were beautiful. I was healthy. I had everything. But you know what? There was an emptiness in me that I never knew how to fill it. And had I not lost my sight, I would still be longing for that. But when my physical eyesight went, my spiritual eyes gained 20-20 vision to see wow. the power of God's love. Yes. Wow. His grace at work. How he is so faithful to his promises. How he gives you the comfort, the guidance, the provision for every step. I would have never known. My heart is just so full and it's so overflowing with joy only because I'm walking in Him. Wow. I'm leaning on Him. I'm trusting Him. And I know um, you probably didn't get a chance to read my whole book, but in my book, it's actually a memoir. I include other tragedies, not just losing my sight. And speaking of your book, there's an excerpt in this book. I want to read it. It says, maybe at this moment you are sitting on the floor with the pieces of your broken heart strewn around you. Turmoil has turned your world upside down and the flood of tears won't stop. Answers, healing, solution, and change are nowhere to be found in the ugly chaos and dark fog of despair. What would you tell someone that says they've just raised their hand and said, oh my God, she's talking about me? So many people are right now, you know, suicide is an all time high. And I would say to them, you know, you, you, when we go through that dark fog of despair, we tend to look at the circumstance. We tend to look at the situation. How am I going to resolve it? But I would encourage them to take your eyes for a moment off the circumstance, the painful episode, and lift your eyes to the Lord and begin seeking Him, seeking His word. What is He saying to you now? Is he saying, okay, you're on your own now, figure it out? Or is he saying to you, I am faithful, lean on me, trust me, hold on to me? Are you listening to his promises who says, I will help you, I will strengthen you, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand? Begin to listen to his word, focus on him, and embrace his promises. You see, I had to do that. I had no one else. And by the way, I'm not ever, ever, would I ever say that counseling is not valuable, because I'm sure it is. But I never really went to one single counseling session. My counselor was the Lord. Amen. My therapist was his word. Yeah, they gave me the strength that no human could give me. So if you just change your focus from your situation. And, you know, here's the secret, man. The secret is to express out loud. Say with your lips, Lord, I am counting on you. Father God, I am believing that through your son, Jesus you will give me the peace and I'm going to trust in you. Any moment that you begin to think about the poor me, why me, my husband's leaving me, I'm going to be evicted from my house or diagnosis I just received from the doctor. What you need to do, speak God's word. Lord, you are my healer. You are my provider. You promised you would help me. I am believing and I am receiving that promise right now. Amen. But, see, doing that honors the Lord and I think, I think he, 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 he's pleased and and he does look down upon us because <laughs> he knows our thoughts. He hears our words and yeah. he also observes what we hold in our hearts. Wow. You are just a breath of fresh air. Uh, listeners, I'm speaking with Janet Perez Eccles and uh, her book is uh, just an outstanding book. It's called Now I See. And the subtitle is How God's Amazing Grace 
transforms the deepest pain to shining joy. And I named it now. I see from the song Amazing Grace, you know, I was <laughs> lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. And I can tell you, Duran, I never felt better in all my life after Christ Jesus became the Lord of my life. Yeah, that's right. Now I see. Amen to that. You know, I tell people that I encourage my listeners to have daily, maybe minute to minute conversations with Jesus. Isn't that what we need is just a, a f- unshakable faith in Jesus? That's right. That's exactly where it's at, Ryan. Right now, we, we look at the things that are going on in the world, in our personal life, but we forget that those of us who have accepted Christ, who's Lord of our life, is Christ Jesus. We have to remember, we have His power at work in us. Amen. We have His supernatural anointing and power to be able to conquer anything. And sometimes we walk around, boo-hoo, poor me, oh, what's the what's the sense? Why keep on trying? My God's saying, Gonna, you have my power at work. Your Holy Spirit is active. Believe it. Embrace it. Use it. Walk on that belief. And you're right, Ron. That's really what we need now. And he, Jesus said, he warned us. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. But then he said, take, take heart. Meaning, listen up. Pay attention. <laughs> I overcame the world. He already overcame it. So why sink into the gloom and the chaos when you say, you know, I am standing in Christ's word that he overcame. He brought the victory. He has my triumph. I am more than a conqueror. I'm going to live like that. Amen. Now, people may be saying right now around listening to us, but you don't know what I'm going through. You have no idea. It's so hard. And I've been there because another tragedy happened in my life. One night, we received a phone call, the phone call every parent dreads late at night, that my Joe, 19 at the time, my youngest one, the youngest of my three boys, was wounded. And I thought, who could have wounded him? My Joe was a, he always attended a Bible study. He was captain of the cross team, captain of his football team in high school. He was witty. He was extremely handsome. And, and he always made me laugh. I thought, my Joe, what could have happened to him? So we rushed to the emergency room, and in that dark room, we waited and waited, praying, Lord, what, what happened to our son? You know, be with him. So then finally, doctors walked in, and they asked us, are you the parents of Joe Ackles? And I jumped to my feet, and I said, yes, but is he? How is he? When can we take him home? What happened? And that's when the doctor told us that my Joe had not survived the 23 stab wounds he had received. He was at the wrong place. He and another man, I guess, exchanged words on the road. We don't know. They pulled into the 7-Eleven parking lot to get out of the cars, and my son didn't know the man was armed with a knife. And my world crumbled. I couldn't breathe. I was numb with pain. But, you know, in that, that moment of agony, God's word spoke to my heart so clearly. He said, be still and know that I am God. What he was telling me is that he understood. And then he just to be still and recognize that he still had the same power, the same faithfulness, the same grace and comfort that he has shown when I lost my sight many years back. The nurses were coming to me at the emergency room. They were pressing a pill in the palm of my hand saying, ma'am, take this, take this. They wanted to give me a glass of water. Glass of water. I think they thought any moment now I would explode in hysteria and just go and lose it. But I wasn't. I was so focused on Lord. Speaking to him, Lord, grant me the strength, grant me the faith, Lord, I need you. I was speaking to the Lord in my heart. I wasn't screaming hysterically or anything because I had to be strong for my husband, for my parents, for our other two sons. I had to be there for them in law. 
the Lord was so faithful. He gave me the peace. He gave me the comfort. He gave me the strength. And in that peace, Ron, I remembered, wait a minute. I'm not separated from my job permanently because two years prior, he had gone to an um, fellowship of athletes, Christian athletes camp, and he accepted and invited Christ as his Savior. I knew where Joe would be. I knew he was in heaven. And I also knew, Ron, that I'm going to see him again. So with that guarantee and that sense of hope, that sorrow that, that could have consumed me turned to gratitude. Grateful, but because I can live with that hope. I can live with that joy that I'm going to see him again. Wow. And what a privilege. What a privilege it is to be able to still write books, to still travel around the country and internationally, to share the truth that with Christ Jesus, there's no tragedy that doesn't so Janet, there are people listening right now. Maybe they've never even talked to Jesus. They really aren't that concerned. They don't even think there's a God out there. But now you have the microphone and you can talk to him. Who is Jesus to you? For me, what it means is that he is my best friend. He is the one I go to. He's the one I trust. And there's so many things in my life, you know, as I travel by myself, it sometimes can be risky, but you know what? He is with me through his Holy Spirit. I can count on him. I can talk to him, and I do many times, and I believe him. And I, what I do is I get to know him. And you know what? Just like you and I are talking, you know, I, I know a little bit about my, your ministry, your podcast, your radio show, how you inspire people. I learned that by talking to you, and, by, and you learned about me by hearing my story. Same thing with Jesus. I learned about him by reading about him, how he raised the dead how he healed the sick, how he restored sight to the blind, which he did with me spiritually, which is a better sight to have them physically, right? Right. So I see how he reacted, how he went about his love, compassion, his faithfulness. That's what it means to know someone who can give you something that no one in this world can give you. Wow. Wow. And to know that he will always give you the truth. When the world can lie to you, he has the truth. That's what Jesus means. Your heart is full of Jesus, and thank you so much. And before we go, can I get you to pray for us? Oh, Father God, um, you know those listening to this program, some of them, Lord, are at a place where I was, in darkness, loneliness, desperation, wondering, is there an answer, is there a solution? Father, I speak to them, and I ask, Father, that they would choose to lift their eyes towards you, that their heart would be turned to you, that they would embrace and receive your promises, Lord. I pray that today, as they hear this program, would be the day of change, a new beginning of transformation, that they may not look at their circumstance, but see Christ Jesus instead. They would see you and your faithfulness. Lord, I pray that they would put aside any misconceptions about who you are, but begin a pure life with you. Surrendering their life, their situation, their future, all to you, Lord Jesus. And I pray blessings upon them. I pray peace upon them. And I pray new answers, new horizons that only you can open for them. We pray all this in Christ's most precious name. Amen. Listeners, jot down this website, inspirationforyou.com. There's a free gift there for you from Janet. Don't miss my monologue coming up right after the break. The power you have in Jesus. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. 
Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. You know you should tell others about Jesus Christ. That is like the greatest job in the whole world. But there's a right way to do it and a lot of wrong ways. For one thing, don't get irritated if they tell you your faith is just your opinion. Wrong word. Fact. Because if you get argumentative, people might get the wrong impression. That man there, he's meaner than a gutshot grizzly. Instead, just focus on being the best Christian you can be and pray for the Holy Spirit to do the work. He will impress on their hearts the seriousness of sin. Each of us has a destiny, a good And the soon coming of Christ. That plane leaves the ground and you're not with him, you'll regret it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon and for the rest of your life. Then, because of your friendship and consistent example, you'll be able to talk with them about God's Word. It's the latest, the Blue Jeans Bible. Sharing the gospel with others will be a lot less intimidating if you pray that God will open the doors and hearts before you open your mouth. Because no matter where people go, sooner or later they find that God's already been there. Let us start the ascension, let's begin the climb of this holy mountain where your glory shines further up, further in, just to be with Friends, I opened up the show with saying that I love power, I love faith, I love to walk out of my house each and every morning knowing that I am okay with God. And I am, and so are you. Because if you are a believer in Christ, you are holy, you are blameless, you are righteous, you are totally forgiven, and you have a plan and a purpose that will baffle and amaze the world when you do life with Jesus. And not a religious Jesus, but a free Jesus. Jesus that has given you the freedom so you can become everything you were created to become. I went to a prayer meeting the other night, and it was an awesome gathering of great believers, but I was in shock when I heard some of the prayers. They were begging for God's mercy and and forgiveness, and I really thought I was listening to Old Testament prayers, and I just kept my mouth shut saying, Lord, that's okay. In your time, you will reveal that you are there with them, you are residing with them, and that if they really understood their identification, that they were righteous, they were holy, they were blameless, that you are living inside of them, that no matter how many times they pray for you to become closer, they're as close to you as you will ever be, and they never need to pray for more and more of the Holy Spirit because you re- reside in us. We need none of that. We have everything. The Apostle Paul, his ministry of spreading grace to the Gentiles was all about telling believers that with God's grace, we believers, Christians, are complete and lack nothing. So what's the big problem? Well, the problem is we have defeated Christians that leave churches on Sundays wondering, what in the heck did I just hear? I don't feel better. I don't know how I'm going to do life with Jesus this week. I don't even know how I'm going to get out of bed in the morning hearing that message. Friends, that is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is not the new covenant. That's something you'd hear in the Old Testament. It is my humble opinion that until Christians begin to walk with their shoulders thrown back, realizing that they are free to be themselves and the power that God has displayed inside of you can move mountains with faith. Friends, 
The world's falling apart, not because evil is so rampant. It's because Christians aren't doing anything. We all agree. We watch the news. We give high fives and say, yeah, we need to have a change in this country. No, we need to have a change in the church. We need Christians to stand up and be who they were called to be. If you walk in your purpose and you walk in your destiny and you do everything that you were created to do here on earth, well, then you've accomplished what Jesus set out for you. He is the only one that can lead you to where you need to go. And you need to start trusting and obeying the faith level that he is giving you. Faith that says, Lord, I don't understand all this. A lot of this is a mystery, but I am going to walk in your promise today. I am free. I am forgiven. I have a plan and I have a purpose. So Lord, will you just remind me how much you love me? Will you remind me how valuable I am to help the kingdom of heaven advance and friends, that's all you do. You live life like that in each and every day is a beautiful, wonderful day. Don't live in the future. Don't live in the past. Live in the present and trust Jesus with all your heart. He is the only one that you should be listening to. And remember, 2,000 years ago, when all the disciples and all the craziness and the gospel was spreading like wildfire, they didn't have churches 80% of the people were illiterate. They trusted, believed, and had faith in who Jesus was, and it radically changed their lives, and it changed the world around them. Friends, Bible study, more church attendance isn't going to change anything. What's going to change this world is Christians walking in their identity and sharing the love, the grace, and the mercy of Jesus Christ with a hurting world. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, back to Ron. Well, friends, I wholeheartedly encourage you to begin a dialogue, a conversation with Jesus. That's the only thing that's going to get the hell out of your life. Day-to-day -day conversations with the only one in this entire universe that actually cares about you, that actually forgives you, and actually holds no grudges because Jesus is for you and never against you. I'll be back next week with another great episode. In the meantime, remember this. I love you. Jesus loves you. And it's time to get the hell out of your life. Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope. We would like to express our gratitude to Coffee News for their support of this program.
Are you tired of scrolling through the same old news feeds every morning? Then switch things up with Coffee News. Our publication is filled with interesting stories, brain teasers, and uplifting quotes that are sure to brighten your day. And now you can access Coffee News anytime, anywhere by visiting our website. So whether you're sipping your morning coffee at your favorite cafe or browsing online from your desk, we've got you covered. Start your day off right with Coffee News at readcoffeenewsonline.com.